Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for us at keyword World Talk Radio. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. ready to pump your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio on the world's most popular power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are. The Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her sidekick daughter, Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations of the globe in their information-packed Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew. In other segments, Cynthia interviews real-life trailblazers, authors, and experts with the courage and vision who show you how to build a road to fulfillment through their unique books and services. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll be informed and entertained. For your free lifestyle empowerment coaching session right here on the airwaves, turn up the volume, relax, sit back, and get ready to be inspired. Because Star Style, Be the Star You Are, starts right now. Well, never say never and live your dream. That is the motto here at Star Style. Be the star you are on our power hour. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are happy to be your success coaches and helping you through the day to live your passions, your possibility, and be more perseverant because we are a show about following your heart. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you to be the star of your own life. For more information on getting a private coaching or consultation over the phone or through Skype uh, or in person, call 925-377-7827 or visit starstyle.us. And this is from Alan Cohen. Why live in a soap opera when you can star in a great love story? Oh, I love that. I like that one, too. Well, welcome back, Heather. We sure missed you last week on the show. It's never the same when you're gone. We sure hope that you had a wonderful time while you were uh, away from all of your fans here. Oh, yes. It's great to be back. (laughs) It's great to be back. I know. I know. What would we do without our show here on World Talk Radio? Well, we have a great show for you today. Heather's going to be giving tips on how to be prepared for any blackout or any emergency for that matter. Author Miriam Slosberg is using astrology to help us understand past lives, especially those that would have occurred under Nazi Germany and Hitler and in the concentration camps with her book, Stars Behind the Tortured Soul. And in segment three, we're going to give a tribute to Steve Jobs, um, information on the upcoming National Essay Contest, and of course, more food for the spirit. We are really sad. I am very sad at the death of Steve Jobs, although we know that he lived his Life every day as if it was on the edge, and so he he died fulfilled. But he's leaving all of us behind um, 
rather sad being a huge, huge Apple fan and Pixar fan. He was just an innovator and a genius of our time. So we'll talk more about that in hour three. So as we're going to go into the darkness, feeling powerless, as Heather would like to say, it was a, a recent experience that uh, that she had <laughs> that I thought that, you know, we all plan, we all think that we're, we are prepared for fires or here in California, we're prepared for earthquakes. And so we think, okay, we might be prepared for other situations. And of course, as we've seen of the recent hurricanes and the tornadoes and the floods, Sometimes no matter what you do, you're not totally for planned. But do any of us ever plan for that emergency full power outage? I mean, imagine how helpless you feel when it's not just you, but it's half the state or several states that are alone in the dark. The cell phones are jammed. You can't get any gas at the gas station. And as far as you see, the only lights might be headlights. So do you run out and talk to your neighbors? What? What do you do, Heather? So you lived through this. You survived it. And I know that in being in San Diego, there weren't too many problems with this surreal darkness. But I think it's a great idea to be prepared for the future. Yeah, not to be too cliche on anything, but it definitely brought light to something I never... um, (laughs) I like it. (laughs) But I'm bummed. Um, You know, that... All the time, you know, where we've been really conditioned, especially growing up in California, for, you know, to have just the, the overall belief of the emergency kit. And, um, you know, for fires, for earthquakes, evacuating, you know, your house. And you always, um, there's that thought that, that power, there will be power outages, but you never really believe that it's going to be your entire county or half of the state or stretching all the way out to another state which for um, many Southern Californians, Californians just a couple of weeks ago was a reality. And it was something so unexpected, and no one really planned for that. And you kept thinking the power was going to go on. And that sense of fear that sets in when, you, when there is that unknown, when you don't know what's going to happen, why it's happening, um, that's why in a lot of situations, you know, violence starts and people, people start to kind of get that, survival mode of, oh, my gosh, if there's no water. Um, and really, you know, once the dust all settled and the power came back on, you know, about 12 hours later, um, it really sort of brought to the light because there were a lot of times where I thought, wow, I'm so unprepared. And the first thing, um, kind of talking today of how to prepare, have kind of really to expand on that disaster kit that we hope you all already have in your house because um, no one ever, you you should always plan for this, but that's why accidents, these things happen. They are unexpected. You never know exactly when a fire is going to happen or an earthquake. So it's best to have all that stuff already ready in a safe spot that you can access it. One um, really big thing I learned from the blackout is the access of money. Um, I, you know, We live in this digital age, and truly, and you realize, too, of how reliant you are on everything that is electronic and has some kind of power fuse connected to it. Um, something I realize is I am a big person. I never carry money. It's a rarity I ever have money. Uh, I think I was just kind of told safety things, you know, no one can ever rob you. Or um, I like putting everything on credit. I'm earning credit. But when the power goes out, you slowly or very quickly learn that everything is um, by credit card. And for whatever reason, earlier that day, I had filled up my car with gas. And I literally, I try to make it 
Another rule of thumb, try to never drive around with your car with less than half of a gallon of gas. Um, not only will your car drive better if you do um, keep it at that level, but as well as an emergency like this. You don't know if the power is going to be out for 10 minutes or 10 days. And with many of the gas stations today, everything, um, even if you're paying inside with cash, everything is digital. So um, when the power had gone out, suddenly no one could get gas. And I realized, too, if the power was out, you know, machines, no one's going to be accepting checks at this time because there's really no way to verify if your check is good. Um, you can't access ATMs because, again, they're all digital. They're all using computers. And cash is really your um, go-to. So something I recommend um, is, I mean, in essence, kind of going back of always having some emergency cash, but at least store put a $20 bill or however you want to break it down in um, your little emergency kit. So that way you don't have to have that excess, you know, rainy day cash, just a truly an emergency cash that if the power was to go out for an unknown amount of time and you needed to get gas or you need to buy something, immediately you have cash because who knows when the power will go back on that you'll be able to um, go to the bank or be able to use credit cards again. You know, and that that's such a really good uh, tip, Heather, because so often we we have become very um, dedicated to our credit cards, and and you know, we, almost everybody just spends more time with their credit card than with cash. But in any emergency situation, we have to have something like that because. This is a world that is based on electronics and computers, and if the computers go down, no one is going to be able to help you. So I think that really is a very important one. I wanted to say something, and I had told you about it, about uh, especially I thought this was a great idea, and it was actually my sister who gave me this idea, is to get some solar-powered lights, you know, just the lights that you keep in your um, garden because they are based on sunshine and you'll have at least a little bit of light if you are walking into a house that's total darkness. I thought that was a really good idea. I, I didn't even think great. about it. And I mean and that leads to, you know, we always say make sure on hand you have various, you know, battery you know, you've purchased brand new batteries, make sure you have flashlights for the house, you know, excess candles and lighters. But something to a lot of um you can buy pre made disaster kits and um, and actually, how we discovered at work, we have truly the apocalypse disaster kit. It's pretty cool. Getting we, It was the first time we got to open it because we were looking for um, a flashlight and for a radio. And what we found in there was a radio that not only did it accept batteries, but let's say it's a, long, it's a disaster time, the batteries run out. It had a panel on it that could be solar powered. So you, you, know, you have it outside, you put it in the sun, and then now you have this radio. So... A lot of things now, they even make flashlights like that, that um, saying that eventually, even if during these disasters, if the power still isn't back on and now you've, your batteries have gone out and the candles are dead, so they have these things that with solar strips on them, put them in the sun, um, or, or if you have another flash shining on it, and that can give it power too. Um, kind of, you know, really planning ahead and it's very... What a great idea. That's really, those are really neat. I think anything that is going to have solar, because obviously in an emergency, you don't want to, uh, perhaps light a candle. What if you've had a gas leak? Now, obviously, if the power just went out with what you're talking about, you're not going to have a gas leak. But if it was an earthquake or a hurricane or a flood, there, those, uh, there's damage to your home or your building, that could be dangerous to light a candle. 
Exactly. So always, you know, be aware of your surroundings. For us, it was truly that it just the power, the power. It was this kind of fluke thing that had happened all the way back out in Yuma, Arizona. Um, and so there was no, you know, it wasn't related to a fire or an earthquake or anything. It was truly just um, a, a, a crazy power outage. Another thing is when it comes to water. So technically when the power goes out, you're, you should have no problem. You should even still have heated water as well. But what's something to keep in mind, um, definitely do have an emergency kit of water because granted, um, you're gonna, your municipal water system shouldn't be affected. But what happens in this actually, um, I powered up my little radio with batteries at the house, is if the sewage treatment plants, if their backup power fails at a water treatment plant, the water may become unsafe to drink because sewage can go into it and it's no longer treated. Now you're suddenly getting unfiltered, untreated water. So on the radio, they were actually issuing, you know, telling people, you know, people living in this and this area, your water is safe. People living in this and this area, you know, please, um, if you're going to be drinking that water, boil it, try to use bottled water. So the FEMA, which is the Federal Emergency uh, Management Agency, recommends to store at least one gallon per day per person. So that may sound like a lot of water storage. So I honestly, if you have uh, a laundry room or a garage, a shed, kind of just make a small little space that you can build up as your little emergency area. You can go to any grocery store, buy those big, uh, you know, big gallon water. But, you know, I want to interrupt you here and say in the water, you know, before you just go buy water, because water can go bad, if you use bleach at all, um, you know, or Clorox, but just regular household bleach, when those bottles are empty, just fill them with water and stick them in your garage or your closet, because that actually will keep the water purer longer. So, and that's a a, just a kind of a quick tip in there. They come in gallons and two gallons. That's great. And something to consider, too, when you're thinking of water, also include pets as well. And also in that emergency kit of, of food, you know, that we say, you know, the stuff um, that isn't going to go bad. And if you've made an emergency kit that has, you know, canned foods and granola bars, do a monthly or yearly check if no, you know, God, given that no emergency has happened, because stuff does have expiration dates, even, you know, if it's not fresh thing. So make sure you know you have stuff labeled every year. If nothing's happened, have that yearly check or monthly check to make sure you have fresh, you know, stuff that is still sustainable. So that if something does happen, you don't want to open it and say, "Oh gosh, this expired 1987." So well, all great tips. Thing. We're already out of time, as we always do, run out of time. So let's give out. Just wind it up with one final tip, and then let's give out the websites. Uh, last thing is always, and just we've always said before, you never know when any kind of emergency is going to hit. Always have a pair of stable shoes and socks next to your bed. Um, that way, you know, in the middle of the night, if something's going to happen, that way you can throw on your shoes. You never know if there'll be glass or anything, and you can get out of that situation. And so that's a great out. one. I did that after the earthquake, and it's still there. <laughs> so, so good tip, go Heather. To our websites. We want you to go to be the star you are. org, be the star you are. com, as well as comedycoaches. com, both with the K. 
All righty. Well, we really love all of these tips that that Heather has, and we uh, thank you so much for doing that. Heather, when we come back from break, we're going to go to Nazi Germany, find out how astrology can help liberate a tortured soul. When author Miriam Slosberg joins us, I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. Stay with us. This is so fascinating, and you just have to hear it. Back in a bit. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. It's the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now, back to the show with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. You will be so happy that you stayed with us right here on World Talk Radio and Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and our purpose in providing you this show is to communicate to you that you already possess everything you need to be the writer, producer, director, and star of your life. We also want you to smile, have fun, be willing to be wild and wacky, learn to connect with others who value empowerment, and learn from our experts and authors. Although I have no experience, expertise, or training in astrology, past life regressions, or know anything about reincarnation, these have always been topics that have fascinated and interested me. And since I first studied World War II and learned about the Holocaust, I have been horrified and appalled and incredibly deeply saddened by the atrocities that were perpetrated by Hitler and his Nazis, causing the the torturous deaths of over 11 million people, 6 million of whom were Jews. Now, in her book, Stars Behind the Tortured Soul, author Miriam Slawsberg offers explanations and case studies that connect and liberate a tortured soul through the use of astrology. It is fantastic. Welcome, Miriam, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Hi, Cynthia, and thank you for having me. Oh, I am, I really, really was 
just deeply interested in this book. When I saw it, I was so intrigued because Miriam had never heard or read anything about how astrology could make sense of our challenging life today by looking at a past life astrologically and specifically your book is geared towards Holocaust victims. Although it can be used to explain any trauma in your life. So first, let's start with you, because you have identified that in a past life, you were a child in the Holocaust who was brutally tortured and starved and poisoned and then killed very young. So tell us how you came to that. and, And and then we'll go on, you know, from there to learn how this astrology works. Okay. Well, you know, it's interesting because most children are ha- are happy. Like they're, you know, they're happy-go-lucky, most children. But I never was. I was always so fearful and felt tortured within. And I, you know, my parents were loving and everything. So there was no, re- you know, no, no known reason for that, that you would, you know, no known reason on the outside for that. And I've always just felt so fearful within. I've had phobias. I've had... Other issues, like just, oh, I, I had a rough childhood, and, and most of it was because of what was going on inside. Now, I had other challenges in my childhood, too, due to external factors, because of the fact that I, I must have projected the energies that attracted predators. In other words, yeah, bullying, right? <laughs> so Well, not only the bullying, but you also had, I don't even know how to pronounce it, the em- emetrophobia. emetrophobia, is that yeah. you, well, that, that's... Which is... Um, that was from your torturing of, of vomit and, and sickness. That's right. Vomiting because you actually witnessed children vomiting from oh, the yeah. poison. That's right, and uh, that is one area in my life that I'm just not ready to face, and that's okay <laughs> because we have to heal, but at the pace that we're comfortable with, right? And that's exactly you know, what I talk about in my book that we got to heal. We have to make an effort to heal. We come back. We we come back. Um, because we have to heal from like a, a tra- traumatic passive experience. It doesn't even have to be the Holocaust. My message is for anyone that suffered from past life trauma, but the Holocaust is so prevalent as far as past life um, torture and the, the um, challenges that reincarnated victims have. It's so, there's so many things in common that they have with one another. Miriam, does everybody reincarnate or do we choose to reincarnate? No, we choose. Now, we actually this. choose. Yeah. That's a, that was something I, I thought was really interesting. We're, uh, we're speaking to author Miriam Slosberg. Her book is Stars Behind the Tortured Soul. And she's also ri- written another book, uh, an autobiography. And, but at this one, this particular book, Stars Behind the Tortured Soul, is uh, offers case studies and information about past lives and how we can find out who we were and why we why we are who we are today in this life. So we choose. Now you have you connected with um, Rabbi Gershom, and he wrote this beautiful, incredible uh, forward for you, and also allowed you to do his chart. Which uh, I don't know how to read all these signs, and I have so many questions about it. But yeah, his. His circumstance was different than yours yes. through the Holocaust yes. because he actually uh, died in Russia is what you think, right? According to what his chart says today, is that how you figured that out? Yes, yes. There's, I'm also clairvoyant because um, a chart will trigger images, right? Mm. Like past life images. So 
he had a, a more unique experience because he wasn't um, thrown in like Auschwitz or anything. He was he was just murdered, like uh, the Germans invaded, and he was murdered, and he didn't even have a chance to be tortured. <laughs> so I mean, he still he still uh, he still considers himself as a tortured soul because he's always felt like he didn't belong. He he's had other challenges, but um, his some. Um, experience was different well uh, and also he was also a child so let's talk about i mean he he never thought when i say he was a child mm-hmm. he didn't get to grow into adulthood to work out anything from a from well, a previous life right right yeah. and that's what i was just going to say and there's yeah. where your connection is is that you were both children I, I found it interesting that your daughter jessica whose chart you did who in the at the time you wrote this she was eight in yeah. a past life she was your mother yes, and she, she actually had to experience the loss of her husband and you so she's yes. also she's a survivor so she's di- she's different but still tortured yeah absolutely she definitely is and i can see it and she um i think some memories are starting to come through to her she's nine and a half now so does that uh, happen with children? Do children, when they're very young, do they often say things, Miriam, that would um, lead a parent or someone to know that they've actually been here before in a different body? That always that depends on the circumstance. I, I mean, I think it's also quite fascinating how so many people who have um, who had severe trauma, especially if they died as children, come back with some like learning issue, like. Um, some form of autism or Asperger's abilities or something because it actually is a protective mechanism. So children don't have these memories. That's why they, their brains are um, wired differently. However, when um, they're ready to understand what happened, if, if that's what they're meant to do, then they will at the right time. Well, you know, that was something also fascinating in your book. And we are, again, talking to author, to Marianne Slawsberg, and her book is Stars Behind the Tortured Soul. Is uh, we Are we hearing more about autism and the spectrum and Asperger's syndrome today, or are more people reincarnating for those very reasons, you know, to, as a protection? Is that... Um. What, do you have any opinion on that? Yeah, or maybe... I do. I think it's a mix. I mean, I don't think everybody who has autism or ADHD or what have you had a traumatic past life. There, there's so many reasons why um, people have these issues. It could, it could have nothing to do with that. It could be that they're, this is their first time on Earth and they're like literally alien, right? It could mm. be that. Um, I just find it quite fascinating that so many people who died very young have these issues like i've I've noticed a trend so um and i and and i have these issues too and you've studied so many of them rabbi gershom does so it's it's incredible i find it incredible when you did the charts not only of rabbi your daughter but the other women that you profiled in your book something came about that so many of I don't know if I'm using the right terminology because there's a lot of astrological terms. I don't know, but the aspects or the planets or uh-huh. where they were so similar. It's like yep. it's it, is that a, is that 
common when we find tortured souls, or is that specific to Holocaust visits? No, it's common with, with any tortured soul. I mean, um, there's usually a torture. Like, like everyone has torture. been through torture. Everybody has. But the difference is if your recent past life was pretty traumatic, it's going to affect you a lot more than, say, if you had torture five lives ago, right? Because you would have likely um, worked through all that. I find it, I find it really interesting, and I was reading your book, that you haven't found anyone that was an Aquarius that you thought might have, uh, lived in the Holocaust or gone through this. I mean, not to say that there isn't, but you haven't run into them yet. Why would that be? Um, you know, that, that's interesting. Um, I just find that, um, Aquarians are, They, they, I don't think they would have gone through that. Not, not necessarily. Um, they have a different, they have a totally, totally different set of, you know, challenges and, um, goals and, you know, they, they're just, it's just totally different because they're quite innovative. And I believe that many people who are Aquarians, um, lived on other planets. Hmm. Very often, yeah. So, I mean, I can't say that there's not. How exciting. Not. That would be very exciting. <laughs> I can't say that there's not. I'm sure there are. I just haven't met any. But I just, uh, I don't, I've never run into an Aquarius. That's right. So tell us what is the difference between a past life astrology and a and the natal astrology that, that we all talk about. Because, you know, I mean, it's like the, the common thing, you know, what's your sign? And people know their sun <laughs> signs. They don't often know their ascendants or their their no. moon, which all really ties together. But tell us how past life astrology differs, because it sounds like you start in a different house. It, it, it's, yeah, it's, that's right. Um, well, first of all, I got to blame the horoscopes for, <laughs> for for people being so narrow-minded about astrology, because there's so much more to you than your sun sign. I just want to say that much. But natal astrology just you know talks about like it shows your challenges, it shows your gifts, it shows what your soul path is, and um, I mean, you can look at past life a little bit, but it doesn't focus on that. Past life astrology focuses on your past life experiences, but it also helps you realize what you can do to overcome some challenges from those past lives and to utilize the gifts that you have in order to do that, and it helps. It really does. Now, I was going to say, I think the two together would be really important to have done. Absolutely. So you could understand, you could understand today by knowing your past. Yeah. And that could help you move forward in your life, right? And you know what, with past life, with the past life astrology reading, you actually do look at your natal astrology too. Like it is all tied in together. It's just you focus mostly on the past life issues that you have and why you have them and what they were caused from and how you can rectify it or you can make peace with it. Just like I'm not ready to deal with certain things like the emetophobia, that's okay because there are other things that I am tackling. And you're not going to, like, especially if you went through so much trauma, you can't, I can't say can't, but you're not so likely to um, attempt healing all at once. It's just too much. Well, you know, what is the difference really if between, you know, like you said that you're intuitive um, and you probably, maybe you have some psychic abilities. 
a psychic and an astrologer. And so if someone, if a psychic were to tell you that you'd lived a past life and perhaps you were in a concentration camp mm-hmm. or something, how, how can we quantify, qualify? How can you, you know, be certain? Is there, is there any certainty or is it all no, nothing, presumption? Uh, nothing certain. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you, if you just strongly know what you've been through, and you just feel it. You can't deny it. Yeah. You know, you can't deny it. Now, as far as a psychic, psychics don't usually read the planets. They don't, a lot of them don't even know astrology. <clears throat> they have other skills that they use. So what about, like, if you have deja, deja vu? You know, we all have this. <laughs> I, I mean, well, I get know, this all the time. I mean, I'll be just doing something. All of a sudden, my gosh, I have been there, done that. Yeah. And I know it in my soul being. I know it completely. <laughs> Is that all part uh, that we part of the past life uh, that can be kind of pinpointed in astrology as well? Um, like, no, not necessarily. Um, now, deja vu does not necessarily have have to do with past life memories. It can, but not necessarily. See, before we're born, we pre-plan our lives. Now, we do have free will, obviously, but we also take that into account when we're planning. But if we happen to um, run into a situation that we had planned while we were still in the astral before we um, reincarnate, that's, like, we remember it, and that's where deja vu comes from most of the time. Sometimes it can uh, be past life, but, yeah, that's, that's I know. It's that it's so, yeah, it's, it's interesting, it's just so fascinating. I was with my, my daughter, and she just had this, all of a, she was cooking, and she went, oh, my gosh, I'm just having such deja vu right now. <laughs> it's like, and I was like, well, what are you, where are you, where, where are you, what are you doing? It's a... Uh, she goes, I'm just, I'm cooking and it's just, I'm, I've done this before. I mean, I'm, it's like, I, I just know what to do. Well, We're talking with Miriam. <laughs> yeah, define it. We're talking with Miriam <laughs> Slosberg and her book is Stars Behind the Tortured Soul. Let's get back to Hitler and the Nazis because this was such a horrendous time. And I, I just know, as many people, I, I just know I have a real aversion to this whole time period. I have no idea if, I was there in another life or anything, but but it it just appalls me to so you know it's so horrific that a human being could gain this leadership when he was such a madman. Yet when you did these astrological charts, what you saw is that the world was ripe for this kind of torture and inhumanity. Well, it was a test. I'll say that much. It was definitely a test. It was a time of darkness. Darkness. And what we're coming into right now is the opposite of that. We're actually trying to rectify those energies. Is that and because we're is, coming into the age of Aquarius? Yeah, that's part of it. And just part the you know, rise of consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, this is why there's so many natural disasters, because there's a lot of people that are resisting the energies, and it's, it's uh, spilling over this negativity. So there's so much friction, and that this is what's going on. Um, this is why, you know, this is what's going on with the economy, everything. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy. But it's so like basically. What you're op- saying is that astrology, when we really do it properly, when you study it, mm-hmm. is that it really can be almost a guidebook for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, it's something that more of us should be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. I, Don't yes, you think? Definitely. What I, my, my suggestion is, just to scrap those horoscopes, they mean nothing unless you want to get a good laugh. <laughs> and 
if you're interested, read up on what real astrology is about, whether it's past life or current life or natal, whatever. Educate yourself because it's not hocus pocus like, you know, like people think. Well, let's yeah. talk about, I'm going to, is it okay that you stay a little bit longer on the Absolutely. show here? I'm Are here. you all right? Okay, good. So I'm going to just keep talking to you because I'm, I really, really am interested and I know that our listeners are finding this very fascinating as well. So again, we're talking to Amirian Slosberg and this book is Stars Behind the Tortured Soul and it is talking about astrology, past life astrology and specifically the book deals with the Holocaust and victims of the Holocaust and how the torture that happened and how they bring it over to this life. So, mm-hmm. How do we know if we were a victim of the Holocaust? Let's be specific. Okay, if, if well, we were you know victim- what? You'll, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that'll come to you. I mean, you're not gonna just wake up and one day and say, oh my god, I was in the Holocaust. No, there's gonna be clues. You're gonna have, um, aversions to certain parts of Europe, like Poland. That's one clue. And you cannot even, I mean, no one, no sane person anyway can stand watching Holocaust movies, but you, you'll have a total aversion to it. That's a very common thing. Um, food addiction, because that's something that's quite common among, um, reincarnated Holocaust victims, especially because they were starved. So that's another clue. Doesn't mean that everyone with a food addiction was in the Holocaust, but you know, if all these clues are adding up and you have even like bits and pieces of dark dark memories, it's got to be something. And a lot of people that are open to it will get it confirmed or get it read by um, a psychic or astrologer or whatever. And then when you do, once you really do know that, mm-hmm. how do you heal from it? I mean, did you ever read the book War and Remembrance? That I is- have not. No, I haven't read that yet. Oh my goodness, uh, that's Herman Wall. It was, it's, it's mm-hmm. an amazing book, but it, I have never read a book and literally, I'm gonna say the word, I got up and I had to throw up. I, it was so violent and vicious of the torture that was yeah. perpetrated upon these people that I got physically sick and I've mm-hmm. never, I didn't even see the movie. This was just reading the book. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so how do you, I mean, it had to be so horrible, so inhumane. You yeah. felt like an animal. How do you heal? Is it just a slow process by it's accepting it? It's a very slow process. And, and another thing I want to add, too, is that most reincarnated Holocaust victims or anyone that had past life torture has very low self-esteem. And that's where it's stemmed from because, you know, you were basically told you were no good, you were... But, you know, beneath um, beneath a human, even no, an you animal, were subhuman. You, know? you were subhuman. The animals were treated better than yeah, than exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what stays with you? Oh, you and, can you can imagine that it would stay with you. What and, about yeah. Nazis? Uh, have are are they oh, well, reincarnating? I mean, yes, I, my I, biggest I've fear is actually become pretty friendly with a few. Really? <laughs> yes, really? that's healing as it is, and these are the ones that are quite repentant. Because they were were these ones that were forced to do what they were told to do, or they yes. did it on their own? No, these ones were forced to do what they they see. This was. See, it's interesting. I feel that I was meant to connect with some of them, too, to open my mind, because just like most people would think, oh, well, all Nazis go to hell. Well, I um, actually connected with a woman who was one of the high-ranking ones and just brainwashed, and it was a matter of life and death. 
she didn't want to do it, but she was terrified if she didn't, right? Well, I imagine that it was it it was a life and death that you if you didn't follow orders, right? Not only and you would happened. be killed, but probably your families would be terminated yeah. as well. That's why Oscar Schindler was truly amazing because he was he, he saved what over a thousand people. Yes, he did. And I'm sure there's many other people out there. There were, um, you know, both Jews, Gentiles, whatever, who risk their lives on a regular basis. And they did, yeah. And how are they when they when those people come back? Are they what kind oh, of they life deal with they the have? Same, they deal with the same kind of um, trauma because those who um, did with the, you know those who tried to save Jews, especially in Holland and Denmark, they were thrown into camps. A lot of them. Yes. Yeah. Right. right. Of course. Of course, yeah. be- because you weren't allowed to save anybody. I mean, no, you were. No. If you saved somebody, you were as bad. You know, quote. Oh yeah. You were as just as they were. I so, believe that there were uh, ten thousand priests and ministers that were killed because of it. So. It's a huge number. I want to give out your website. Because it's a great place so that people can pick up a copy of the book, Stars Behind the Tortured Soul. It's using astrology to heal past life memories of the Holocaust. And that is liberatethetorturedsoul.com. Is that the website you want people to go to? Yes, liberatethetorturedsoul.com. And in the book, there is, if you don't know much about astrology, you start learning about astrology. I, I want to talk about for a minute, if you have this extra time, yep. uh, the the whole idea of the planetary aspects, your know, conjunctions, the yes. the moon, the um, the moon, the ascendant. Because I was when I was reading, it was there was something interesting that caught my mind about it, was it moons in Cancer where you might the person who is is it born in cancer or as a moon in cancer have come back specifically to be with particular people maybe you were a mother you know it's that mothering instinct oh well, um it could be either one it could be sun or moon or even ascendant it really depends on the rest of the chart too but yeah cancer is a very you know it's a very nurturing sign and, so th- um, so people from cancer this is something that they wanted to give emotional and mm-hmm. physical, they needed, they wanted to give more support or come back yeah, and have Yeah, and, and those that b- were born with moon and cancer may have had a very, um, actually devoted mother in, in this incarnation, but, you know, had a real tie to the, like, thought about their homes a lot in their last lives and all that. So that's what you'll find with moon and cancer. Usually sun and cancer is when you act, you connect with, uh, those that you were saying. Those that have come before. So if you have Mm -hmm. your son in cancer, you might have chosen to be with this particular family or these particular individuals. That's right. That's right. There's usually usually a lesson for every sign. And what I understand from from your book, too, is that with these incarnations, it can be instantaneous, as with the rabbi. He came back very quickly. Or it could be a number of years. It's up to the soul. It's up to the really soul. Really up to the soul, yep, because there's no set time. So there's when up- we decide not to come back, does that mean that we have ascended to a point that we have worked out all our life issues? Not necessarily. <laughs> there's a lot. Really? Of, Interesting. Know, a lot of newer souls are afraid to come back because they're afraid of um, 
something happening again. But older souls that have had many lives, that have more experience, realize that, no, it's not going to happen, and, you know, this is the perfect place to deal with these um, issues. Because you can heal in the astral, but really the, the hard knock lessons take place on Earth. Well, and isn't that right? Don't we always say that saying is that this is a test. If it wasn't a test, we'd be giving better instructions. Well, with that, Miriam, I will let you go. I think your book is just fascinating. The name of the book, Stars Behind the Tortured Soul. We could actually devote an entire show to this because it is just really has so much to do, and there's so much about astrology. But um, if you need help, you also do consultations, don't you? Absolutely, I do. Okay, and is that the best way for people to uh, to reach you is through your website, liberatedtorturedsoul.com? My um, my website for astrology readings, I've got to redo it anyway. It's it's a mess. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> mismirastrology.com. M S M I R astrology.com. That's easy enough. That's great. Well, thank you so much. And well, thanks for having I'm, me. Oh, it's been great. And I know that you're working on these issues and helping so many people with their issues. But what a fascinating topic and really good to know that we can learn from our past and make our futures and our today better. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, uh, my pleasure. Miriam Slosberg, Stars Behind a Tortured Soul. I'm Cynthia Bryan. We'll be back in a bit with a tribute to Steve Jobs of Apple Computer and Pixar. Stay with me. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. If you fear mistakes, you're bound to make them. Why? Because instead of playing to win, you're playing to lose. Taking the safe path can lead you down the wrong path. And if you're trying not to lose or make mistakes, you're going to come up short. This attitude becomes a crutch that will negatively affect your approaches in life. So you have to change your mindset. Get your ideas down on paper and make a checklist. Mistakes are the first steps to moving forward. There's no progress without mistakes. Just do it because failure is success turned inside out. And actually, the more mistakes you make in life, the more successful you will be. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite for Star Style. To book a coaching or consultation session in person by phone or Skype, call 925-377-STAR or visit starstyle.us. Be the star you are. Light up the flame. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be the Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org. All donations are tax-deductible. www.bethestarur.org. Star, you are.
have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take world talk radio on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market Be the star you, are. you are the star. turn up the volume grab a seat and get ready to be challenged inspired and motivated to greatness it's Power Party Time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, thank you so much for staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. That was such a fascinating uh, segment. And I just want to thank everyone for uh, staying tuned. Oh, well, yesterday, a very big shining star in our galaxy has gone on to the big apple in the sky, the passing of Apple co-founder Steve Jobs. He was such an incredible, inventive, tenacious man, and most of us will never touch his vision and his branding miracles that he created throughout his life. He was an inspiration to everyone. I, I just remember, I just wanted to share something myself as, as an actor and model back in, I think it was the early 80s, one of uh, my jobs, I did one of the very first Apple commercials and Apple print jobs. And I remember showing up on the set and one of the guys had to be dressed up as an Apple. And I don't even remember what my costume was, but I just, none of us understood why are we doing an ad with for a technology that has an apple in it and of course soon that came out and we realized it was a computer i bought my first apple computer became a huge devotee started buying apple stock even when it was down to almost nothing i just really believed in apple and i've always loved it ever since through you know the the clam and the the MacBook and the the iPods and the iPhones and everything that was about Apple. And it was all because of this brilliance of this gentleman who never graduated from college, who only went for a few months, and who really believed in his dreams. And I think the lesson that we can take away from Steve is that we have to listen to our intuition and let our guts lead us to our passion and our possibilities to create our futures and do what you love. It's something that we talk about here every single week on the show. Follow your heart. You know, be the best you can. Be the writer, producer, star of your own life. And this is what he said. You know, when he, he had started Apple in his garage in, I think he was 20, uh, built it to a billion dollar or multi-million dollar business by the time he was 30, brought on extra people. I think he had 4,000 employees and a board of directors. He got fired at 30, which really changed his life, but he realized it might have been kind of the best thing to happen to him to get fired because then he started Pixar, which is now one of the great animation or the greatest animation studios in the world and the message there is again to keep following your heart doing what you love don't worry about making mistakes there is no failure you know failure is fertilizer never settle just keep looking and keep seeking until you really find that that passion in your life that makes you sing 
And, of course, we all know that it was in 2004, 2005, he was was diagnosed with this pancreatic cancer that usually is just a couple months long. And I always felt for him because my dad also was given three weeks to live and was told to go home and, and get his house in order, and he lived a full three years. And I think that sometimes it's just because you live like you're dying, and if you live every single day, as if it's your last day, you are going to live with passion and following your heart and doing what you love. And also, you know, following the rules that we have set for you here at, at Be The Star You Are. Smile, have fun, and be wild and crazy because you never know when that that end is going to come, you know, going to be your last day. So I don't want to have a life of any regrets, and I want to just honor Steve for showing us to how to live in the moment, to keep your cool, to innovate constantly, to push the envelope, to think big, to go out on that limb and be wild and crazy because he did pick all the fruit. And to his friends and his family and his employees and all his fans around the world, we all mourn with you, Steve. You were one in a zillion And we're just honored to have lived at a time that you were our genius. So you will be missed. God bless. Thank you so much for being the star that you are. And you will be missed. Thank you to Steve Jobs and to his family and everyone at Apple. Long live Apple. With that, I just wanted to also remind everyone that we have the essay contest is starting next week. It is the 8th annual National Essay Contest sponsored by U.S. Bank. You're going to win dollars. You can win a spot on this radio show to be interviewed to talk about what you are doing. We have two topics, the world at your fingertips, which fits right in with uh, Steve. Technology allows people to access and do so much more than ever imagined. How has technology changed your life? Is it better or worse? Or the second topic is hear me out. You got something to say, then say it. And what does it mean to express yourself so that others can hear you? How do you personally go about doing so? Express your opinions in an essay. So for submission guidelines, you can go to starstyleradio.com. Click on events and it, you'll see something for the essay or go to btsya.com. Look for the essay contest or be the star you are.org and you can find the essay contest right there on the home page. I want to thank you all for being with us today and being just great listeners. I want to thank Justin, my engineer, and everybody there at World Talk Voice America for allowing us into your life each week. You can change your life. You can make your dreams come true, and you can live your passions. For more information about Star Style, visit starstyle.us. To make a donation or get involved with Be The Star You Are charity, empowering women, families, and youth, go to be the star you are dot org. May there be peace within you today. May you be content knowing that you are a child of God and let this presence settle into your bones and allow your soul the freedom to sing, to dance, to bask in the sun because it's there for each of you. Heal yourself and go out into the day and know that no one's ever walked this earth with your exact combination of inborn and acquired strengths, weaknesses, skills, talents, as an experiences. You are one of a kind and you are a star. 
And until we celebrate next week, my name is Cynthia Bryan. The show is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And we encourage you to be the star you are. Gratitude to you. Until next week. Ciao. The star you are, be the star you are, you are the star, be the star you are. Thank you for being part of our star galaxy on today's episode of Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We hope you've enjoyed the commentary and are motivated to dream big, overcome obstacles, and realize your potential. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. Join our power party next week right here on World Talk Radio as Cynthia Bryan, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers of the planet pump up the energy with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until then, be the star you are. You are.